0: This week, the obvious question is, how do you confront your neighbor? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Toa Vitalik, Bob Meyer, myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath, and we invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, sure hope you are digging the show, uh, please share it, or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. So this week... Joe asks about handling conflict with our neighbors, or anyone really who you're not super close to, like a family member or a close friend, but you still have to live with or nearby, maybe for a really long time. They aren't a stranger who you can maybe be abrupt with or even impolite to, but you also have something that you have to deal with. Otherwise, you suffer. So how do you handle this?
1: You know, you have an issue with somebody, and it can be anybody. It can be a friend. It can be at work. It can be... Uh, maybe a neighbor or something like that. How do you deal with that? You know, there's a part of me that says, yeah, if the person is not that big a deal in my life, um, yeah, I bump into him on the street, whatever. Maybe I I say something or I have some type of a disagreement and I come away from it feeling like, well, maybe that didn't work so well, but I don't have to deal with this guy again. Or I, I may see him occasionally, maybe someone at a store or something like that. But what do you do if you have uh, a neighbor you know, you live in a development house, whatever like that. And you've got a neighbor, a couple of neighbors. What do you do if you have a disagreement or some kind of a, a situation where you're just not happy with what's going on and you want to confront it? But you realize that this isn't like a person you're going to see and then they're going to disappear. This is someone you're going to live next to maybe for who knows, five, 10, 20 years. You know, can you can you see that as even something that can be resolved or should you ignore it or should you try to make the relationship deeper? You know, and bring it up in a positive way, and then what are the what are the downsides to that? What's the risk? It seems to me that if you handle it poorly, you might set yourself up for a long-term feud, you know, and start building fences or walls or something so that you don't have to deal with each other. Do you guys have any experience with that, or you, you ever get involved with that kind of thing?
2: Absolutely not, Joe. I mean, <laughs> that's a as, setup. <laughs> as, as president of my HOA, you know, I have no experience. But um, yeah, lots of things come to mind. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is is Robert Frost. You know, good fences make good neighbors. Um, there is a reason why we have fences and property lines and things like that. And, and you don't choose your neighbors, right? I mean, in many cases, like my daughter's buying a house, and most people do buy houses. And they kind of, they look at the house, they look at the property. They might meet a neighbor or two. I know when we built our house, and our subdivision was... You know, really under construction. We didn't know who our neighbors were going to be. There's empty lots next to you. Um, we saw other families with kids and thought this is the place we want to we want to live. But I think I I would doubt there's anybody out there that doesn't have some concerns with some neighbor somewhere. And the same thing's true of our neighborhood. Um, getting to your question in terms of should you talk to your neighbor? I I guess for me my advice is: Do you have a relationship with your neighbor today? Is it just I and by, maybe that's not going to fly too well. You know, what does your neighbor think of you? And the the thing I find as the president of the HOA is, is that it's always pointing fingers at the other person, but there's never any fingers pointing at you. So everybody's like that guy over there. You know, I don't like the fact that he leaves his garbage cans out at night, or the fact that he. You know, he goes for walks in the morning at 5 a.m. and I'm driving to work, and I could hit him. He doesn't have anything fluorescent on. I mean, who knows what the little issue is? Or dog poop—that's a big issue too. I've had people wait till our annual meeting to say, "I have an issue. Somebody's leaving dog poop on my lawn." I'm like, "You waited a year to to bring up this issue? Boy, it's really been festering inside." And then you have people that will take dog poop. People have told me about the dog poop that they will take dog poop off their lawn and put it in somebody else's mailbox like as a gift to say, hey, your dog left this. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of crazy behavior going on there. But I think you can resolve it in having a conversation with somebody. But I think I don't know that just going over to your neighbor, ringing their doorbell and saying, hey, I'm tired of your dogs barking at 5.30 in the morning is going to solve anything. You got to have. It's just like advice to anybody else. You've got to have a relationship first, so maybe that's the place to start.
1: Yeah. So say you don't, Bob. I mean, Sally, like you have a lot of experience with this. But say you don't have a relationship. Say it's kind of like maybe it's a new person, neighborhood, or it's somebody that's been there for you know a short period of time, or maybe you haven't built a relationship. Just that simple. You know. But something's irritating you. It seems to me like, in one sense, it would be better just to ignore it if you can. Just to be okay with whatever it is, and, and realize it's not forever. It's not, not all of your life. It's just this one thing, and, and then maybe have a future. Maybe have the possibility of building a relationship or you know developing a relationship with that person or that neighbor. But it seems like once you step into it, and especially like you said, if you don't have the relationship, that you might be up. They might be very you know nice in the sense they respond. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. You know, dog poop on your lawn. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it would seem like that's never a good thing like mm-hmm. like I don't think that it's well received I guess I would say it that way now I know there are some people in life that that would look for that but those typically are not the people I'm talking about you know the people that would look for that kind of input probably aren't doing it they're not creating the problem in the first place but my experience in life is that people who would allow that to happen would would also react if you told them that there was something wrong there's a guy yesterday I was in Costco and uh, he was he had a you know one of the uh, carts and he he hit this stack of uh, baby diapers boxes you know the size of those things are maybe 40 or 50 in a box they're a pretty good size. and he knocked the thing over and actually about five or six boxes fell. He looked over like, ah oh. you know he went over he picked up two of them he walked away and the other three just laid, laid across the aisle like that. and I thought, what kind of person would do that? I mean he, he recognized the need to pick some of them up, but why wouldn't he pick up all five of them? Why'd you just leave the other three and walk away? I don't know but I wanted to say to him, hey, hey, you forgot three, but I didn't, I didn't see any value in that. But if the, he was my neighbor and he was doing that all the time and leaving, i probably say, hey, hey, you forgot three, like the dog poop or something, you know, hey, you forgot one, you know, kind of in a joking way. But I think with this guy, if I'd said it to him, I don't think he would have reacted very positively. Just my feeling on it, gut feeling on that.
0: I think that when you have neighbors, you you immediately have a relationship there isn't the that question of if, if i'm going to have one or i'm not going to have one you have it it's there you know especially if it's not a you know college dorm or something where you know you know next semester or next year even they're going to be gone you know you can kind of let the relationship explode and you don't care it's just a year you know but when it's a neighbor and a in an apartment building or a neighborhood like that yeah you, you have a relationship you ha- you owe it to yourself to, like I think to head these things off of the past as effectively as you can knowing that you're going to live with this person you know for the long haul so it behooves you to do a couple of things one solve the issue right away because you can't let it to turn into a slippery slope and get bigger and snowball and whatever whatever other cliche I can throw out there and, and secondly, uh, recognizing whatever solution I put in place or however I talk to them about it, I'm gonna have to talk to them again. You know I'm gonna see them tomorrow. I'm gonna see them every week from here on out. So I think yeah, this is the exact place where you have to be really good. You have to come at it, you know uh, with respect and honor and all of those things that we've talked about you know before to say, you know, hey look, you know, when you let your dog poop on my lawn like that, it like it it destroys the lawn It annoys me. I don't I, I don't like it. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that. You know? and I I don't think a reasonable person that would fight you on it on your own lawn and
2: a dog pooping on it. Maybe
0: I yeah. I'm yeah. really uh, you See, know, yeah, nuts I you
2: I, I would beg to differ cuz they they do. <laughs> you know, you're going to encounter people that are are you, you know for instance, for me, if my dogs bark, I know they bark, and I've had situations where I'm not at I'm not at home, and um, I appreciate a call from a, a neighbor that says, you know, will text message me because my number's out there for everybody in the subdivision, so I'm easy to get access to. Whereas other neighbors, you might have a next door neighbor, but you don't have their email address, you don't have their phone number, so really the only recourse you have is to knock on their door, or in some cases, neighborhoods have forums where you can like everybody's connected, and you could blast a message out there. And that's the worst thing you could ever do. Is And I've seen people do that where they've got a, a dispute with their neighbor and they, they publicize it for everybody to comment on. And, but boy, that's a disaster. But I think it takes a level of competency to have these conversations with somebody because if, when this person contacted me and said my dogs were barking, I didn't get defensive or say, well, no, they're not barking or, or you're going to have to deal with it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, something must have been going on. I don't know what it was. And I think when I contacted... My daughter later, something did happen. I can't remember, Um, like somebody knocked on the door or something happened where the dogs were barking very early in the morning. So I told her, I said, I I take care of it. And it worked out great. I mean, she was like, "Uh, I'm sorry I had to bother you with this because I was on vacation. And I said, no, 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 no bother whatsoever. And then texted her back later and said, are things cool? And she's like, yeah, everything's fine. And I think I actually, my daughter wasn't home. So I had a neighbor come over to the house to make sure the dogs weren't barking. That one worked out well, but I've also had situations, even to me personally, where somebody's called the police. Like a whether it be a noise complaint if you have a party, or you know, I had a play set. When we first built a play set in our backyard, our backyard neighbor didn't like the playset. Did they ever once come to me and say, Hey, I am not I don't like where you place that play set and I think uh it's too close to our property line? No. They just complained to the county, which I never heard of. And then they took me to court. I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, they, my backyard neighbor took me to court. Now, the funny thing is, I fought it, had a lawyer from the actual play nation, you know, that developed the playset. And they said, this is crazy. Like, there's no law about this. And it's clearly not. They tried to say it was a permanent structure like a house. But it's just a play set. So we won. You know, and then the funny thing is, after we won, the neighbor came by and wanted to have a beer with me. And like, let's talk things over. Let's move that play set together. I'm like no (laughs) doing anything you took me to court dude like it's not happening so uh see there it is i i
0: i I hate to argue bob that you help to you know sort of prove what i was saying but that you have to talk to them Mm -hmm. and if the if you do it wrong like your first example you did it they did it right you did it right it worked out really well it was the you know you know please you know don't let your dog poop on my yard and it worked right they're like oh i'm sorry i didn't really know who poop. you know the second one where they where you where you you handle it completely incorrectly you know take take you to court something like that. and it worked poorly mm-hmm. so like you know and, and and that relationship is ruined right maybe you're you're better now maybe it's been some years but i would imagine for myself if i were in your shoes i would probably still hate that name i'd be like It's "Something that took me to court I'll hate mm-hmm. you forever, you know. <laughs> like it will, you'll well, never. Well, there's a it.
2: yeah. The, I can't share on the podcast, but there's a a karma type of situation <laughs> with that particular person. That yeah, he's he's in a heap world of trouble. Years after that, from, you know, from other stuff going on. But yeah, so yeah. karma, karma so comes back. <laughs> yeah, karma, karma does
1: come back. Mike, let me ask you a question, because you know, in this situation, it almost sounded like well, this other guy did something. And that created the problem. And then almost like now Bob's helpless because he was taking the court. And I, I would say, I first of all, let me sit up front that, yeah, if somebody takes me to court, I'm probably gonna react the exact same way. But to get the result you're talking about, you know, from what I can do, I should be able to do something in that situation that doesn't destroy the relationship with my backyard neighbor. And I don't know what that looks like because like Bob, I would say, you took me to court for this? I mean, we didn't talk about it. Now, if I could be a better person in the moment. Maybe I would say something like, hey, you know, taking me to court is a little bit extreme. Let's talk about that, you know, and and not get into the court situation, you know, step away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe I could be effective, but I think more likely it would it wouldn't move the way I want it to. And eventually I'd wind up in court and I'd fight it and I'd win and you know, like similar to what Bob did. So that's I guess that's the one that made me think about it initially is that can I have a conversation when things aren't going well with a person like that, you know, describe that person that would take me to court and have it come out okay and and break the relationship or to be better off just not ever addressing it and being okay with it. in this case being taken to court, I wouldn't be okay with, but like where the dog's pooping on the lawn or something's going on, you know, noise or whatever that makes me say, eh, just let them be, you know, they're, they're probably not, if they're that way, they're probably not going to listen to, to my input. And I hate to say it that way because it makes me sound powerless. It makes me sound like, Oh poor me! I just have to put up with this and be okay with it, and to maintain the relationship. But i, I was just wondering, you know, from your perspectives, have you seen this work well and poorly? And I, I've heard stories now both ways.
2: You know, I think you can have the conversation if you, if, you know, if you go into it with a positive attitude and knowing that, you know, some of it relates back to that person's level of awareness, or or let's just classify that there are certain people out there that just might be a jerk about it, and say, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to hear from you, you know, I mean, these things, you know, there's been feuds forever, right? I mean, everybody has issues. The other thing for uh, sometimes in my neighborhood, not everybody's in an HOA, but a lot of people will get me involved to kind of mediate issues. And that's worked out pretty well, too. But, you know, or give them advice. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, maybe there's somebody else that does know that person particularly well can have a conversation because it's all about perception, right? I mean, I've I've seen people talk about a particular neighbor and they're talking to another person that's great friends with that neighbor and they're thinking that they're on the same page, but they're not on the same page. It's uh you know, and that's why, you know, some people like <clears throat> it's funny how people live in close proximity, whether they be in a city or somewhere else, and don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out who is that guy that <laughs> you know, his house is twenty feet from mine. Maybe I should get to yeah. know him <laughs> yeah. before I spend the rest yeah. of my life there. <laughs>
0: I, I, you know, again, I, you know, I, it just, I always want to think about what I can do, how I can how I can be to affect the most positive outcome for myself and hopefully for everybody else. Right. And and that usually is one and the same. I can't think of very many instances where it's not one and the same. Right. And and I, I can't think of any example where I've ever had to approach somebody and and describe a problem that I believe is their fault. And in a way, that uh, if I'm talking from my own perspective, why it's a problem for me and not blame and not pointing a finger, what you do, when you're doing this, because rah, rah, that just makes somebody defensive right away. But when I can say that, that very classic model, it's a model, you know, what you're doing, you know, when you do X, it makes me feel Y or have, you know, Z impact, right? This is the thing that, that affects me. And I'd request for you to not do that. I mean, it's that classic model we've talked about, you know, privately a million times on the show, probably a thousand, right? That, that, that works really effectively. And on the other end, when I do something wrong to someone, maybe I'm not aware of it. I, I, I think it's best for myself to control my reaction to it in a way that was I aware of it? You know, was, is it really reasonable to that it's bad on my behalf and how can I make it up to that person? I'll give you an example. When we lived in Italy, I, uh, we had an air conditioning unit that would drip outside and you'd it would fill a bottle and you had to empty the bottle, right? If you didn't it overflowed and we lived a couple of stories up and it would it would drip down. And one day it dripped onto the head of an old Italian woman. And allow me to tell you that water dripping on the head of, <laughs> of, of a little old italian woman will result in you know some pretty um, incredible yelling right like ringing the doorbell and I, I didn't know what was going on you know but as soon as i figured it was i mean i couldn't possibly have been more apologetic you know it was my fault i owned it the water dripped on her head and and you know i was able to you know apologize my way out of it and by God, never let that thing drip onto the street again, you know? And and from the, that point on, anytime I saw anybody else's air conditioning unit dripping, I knew, man, they're just troubles coming for that person, you know? So I think it's, it has to do with my own responsibility. Right.
1: Yeah. I think you're right, Mike. And I, you know, I was trying to think of a, have, you know, I've, I stayed in the neighborhood I'm in for a number of years because I like the neighbors. I like the, the, uh, the street we live on, you know, the cul-de-sac and, and it's been good. It's been great. Uh, I did have a problem at once with a neighbor across the way. He's not really my neighbor. He's on the next cul-de-sac, but his yard and my yard kind of touch each other. And it wasn't even that. It was that uh, his son, who was probably, I'm going to say, like maybe in 12, 13-year-olds, had a BB gun, which he would shoot down in the woods, which I had no problem with BB guns in the woods. But when he started shooting the kids, I had a problem with it. And he did shoot my son at one point, a nice welt on his, his side from getting hit with a BB. And so I walked over to the house. I didn't really know the people that well, but I explained what happened. And the, the dad said, uh, no, there's no way. My son wouldn't do that. I said, well, he shoots the BB gun down in the woods. My son said he shot him. He's got the welt on his side. Uh, you, know, you need to take the gun away. He said, I don't believe he did it. I said, well, he did. And it needs to stop. I and mean, it could be somebody's eye or, you know, the old shoot your eye out with the BB gun. He just denied it and said, he's a good kid. He wouldn't do that. And that was the end of it. So I walked home, you know, across the yard and I, I thought I need to do something. I can't. I felt like, again, that protective parent, you know, that I need to prevent something really bad from happening for any of the kids, not just my own bunch of kids used to play back in the woods. So I called the police and I told him he had been shot with a BB gun. The police showed up. They kind of asked me questions and stuff. And I said, what do you do now? He said, I'll go up and talk to the parents. And he said, "Uh, either way, they'll stop. If he never did it, he'll never do it, which I I see your son's got the wealth and all that. So I believe he did it. But the fact that he's on record now, the second call is the one he's going to want to avoid. The first call is one thing, the warning, but the second call he's not going to want to get. And I'll make that clear to him. And it cleared it up just like that. There's a little bit of tightness, you know, for the next couple of years, probably 10 years. Oh, couple I was, was going like to say, yeah, not somebody that's coming
2: over to dinner tonight. You know, it's... Uh,
1: no, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't end well. cleared up. But he wasn't really my neighbor. He was a distance across the, uh, you know, across the back. Where I'd see him from time to time. We'd wave or something. But uh, years later... I'd say 10, 15 years later, we kind of connected on a couple of things. He came to different parties and stuff and it was fine. It was water over the dam. Uh, his son did go to jail at one point uh, for uh, whatever. I do not know what the charge was, but it was like that kind of thing. You can see it was headed that direction. And unfortunately uh, he didn't stop it. Unfortunately, the dad didn't, didn't put a stop to it. Yeah. Stuff like that happens. So I'm, I'm with you, Mike, as a final thought, I'm thinking, um, uh, you know, do your best. I'll do my best to, to, uh, to not fracture the relationship, to not break it. In fact, to to maybe to make the relationship better, like you said earlier, Bob. When you have the relationship, then you can have the conversation. I'm thinking one of my neighbors I could talk to about anything, and he would be. I know he'd bend over backwards to to make it right. There's just, and he's never been a problem. It's never been an issue, so I, I have no reason. Um, most of them, most of them are like that for the most part. But I, I think there are moments when, you know, you, you get into a situation. like My daughter in uh, in Charlotte. You know, she lives in a condo and people above her, people next to her and stuff like that. She has a puppy or a dog now. He's grown up a little bit and, and other people have dogs and people don't. So there's always going to be that, you know, barking and stuff that happens when you're away or you know, when something comes up. And then she's got those issues from time to time. She handles them well. But for me, I don't think I ever want to live that close to people, you know, above or beneath or next to in a condo or something, because I, I just don't think I want to put up with whatever the impact would be. But my own house, my own space, I'm good with that right now
0: my own little very brief final thought is I recognize having uh, made myself out to be neighborhood Yoda that I could you know solve every issue has only opened me up to being completely challenged and you know wrong so I'll keep you posted when that inevitably happens.
1: Right.
2: Yeah secure your fences that would be my advice because I mean these these are age old things I think they've happened for centuries and, and people are always going to have an issue whether it's You know somebody that's right next door to them or down the street. You know, if it, you know, we all protect our property. And the the interesting thing about these situations is, sometimes I find they do turn into legal matters where people, because there are laws related to all these things, like there's zoning laws. There, if you're in an HOA, you have covenants. There's architectural concerns, all these things, and that's why sometimes people are like, no, I just want a cabin in the woods. So, you know, that's what I think people, you know, are looking for to protect their own. But, you, you know, I think you can have the conversation and I encourage people to, you know, be neighborly, get to know your neighbors. And then once you have that relationship, I think you can have the conversation and work with them, not against them. Nobody wants to be attacked. Right. So that's the thing If somebody's caught off guard and they feel like they're being attacked then they're probably not going to help you resolve the issue.